Chi Chat by Chi Chat. Chi Chat by Chi Chat. Hey, it's Grant, Lisa, and producer Mel. And today we are talking about projection. I know bits and pieces about this and I've been really fascinated, especially to talk to Grant and Lisa about it because for me, I feel like I had pieces of the puzzle, but when we've had discussions around this recently, wow, stuff has really blown open for me. So yeah, thank you so much for going into this discussion with me today, guys. Yeah, cool. So what does projection mean for you? Well, it was interesting when we first came into this discussion discussion we were talking relationships which are you know that's as we do with lisa <laughs> Yeah. And my yogi mentor, Sveta, who owned the yoga loft here in Newcastle. And did you have a good weekend with her? I did. We did lots of yoga. She's amazing. If you know people in the high yoga regs, they're a bit Taoist, would you say? Like in that everything in their life is just perfectly balanced. She doesn't eat too much food. She doesn't bitch about anyone too much. She's just like a little human flower. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. (laughs) And her energy's so... Even. Yes. It's crazy. Well, That's the way of the Tao, just... isn't it? Yes. To try and find that yin-yang balance. Well, mm. she spends a lifetime on it. I know. And it's a lot of work. So, when I got home, I felt like I needed to just, like, sit down and just have a wine with myself. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just like trying to keep up like with this perfection oh. flow. It's so difficult. So I think I sat down and had a wine, a glass of Chardonnay and a, a big slab of Daffinois French cheese on oh. bread. <laughs> because you know what? I'm not there yet. I'm actually not there yet. Oh, not many of us are. I am that yacht in the ocean that's like going one but way and on, the other. But hang on, that's about balance as well. Yes. But she does enjoy life. She does everything, but it's all just in perfect balance. I'm not there yet. But you but were balanced because you had a healthy weekend. You, that's you true. Did, you know, mm. I guess you yeah. put a lot of the stuff that yeah. wasn't so balanced out yeah. and you focused on that and you had a few days that's of really true. being in balance. Yeah. You can't expect to attain that or achieve that all the she time. She does. I don't know how. (laughs) Well, she doesn't have children, does she? She might be inhuman. Next time I get close to her, I'll I'll make sure that she's not. No children, though. She's amazing. No, she's amazing. She's worked so tough. So the thing is, what she told me is an amazing thing a couple of years ago that's really come up for me so much. So she said to me, when I was breaking up with my partner, and you and I were connecting over this, the the conversation got there because we were saying how like we've been in a propensity to be in these controlling relationships in the past. So we're both big personalities and it really we come across, would you say, Grant, as strong women? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're strong. Yeah. yeah. But then we'll get in this relationship and both of us we couldn't believe that we'd found perfect synergy in each other in this, that we will get in these relationships and then end up completely crippled and controlled by a controlling partner. Whereas and we'll end up to the point where at the end of the relationship we can't even we don't even know ourselves anymore. Well, I, I would have said at the end of mine, I sort of turned into, I was just a complete shell by the end. There was nothing left of me, which Same. is why. I was joyless. Yeah, that's why I had to get out because I couldn't continue to mother if with nothing left. So, uh, but 
um, getting back to what Sveta had said to me, I played out the final scenes of the relationship and it had been an awful time, to be honest. I'd had my birthday the day before and um, it was all very macabre. I wrote my own card to myself. Deary me. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, that's not good. I, and I said to him, are you going to write Did you the- get a gift? <laughs> I said, no. No I gift. Said- no, no, neither no did I. <laughs> First wedding anniversary. I actually find this 40. quite funny yeah. because it's so sad to no, tell the story. Oh. And I said, "There's the card." I said, "I've bought myself a card. Are you going to write in it nothing?" So I wrote in it because all of this is so bad for your self-esteem, isn't it? All this sort of stuff. And then because I'm a comedian and I can work, I do understand the hilarity in like such a macabre situation. I wrote this really funny birthday card to myself, you know, and then I read it out. And I ordered my favourite food. It was just takeaway Thai. And I sat there eating it by myself at the table. It was very bad. I was like, do you want some? No. And then we had this big New Year's Eve where I'd organised everything and he was he's a very uh, he doesn't really associate with people so it was just him and I and it was at 12 o'clock and this is something that used to happen like a lot of it spit a lot of venom and then just sort of like it didn't happen so verbal abuse I guess and um, it was 12 a.m. right on midnight he said you know what I don't love you I don't trust you and I'm not attracted to you and I thought wow it can't get much worse than this and the next day I said, well, we're going to have to move out. And he said, oh, you're baiting me, blah, blah. I said, no. I said, there's nothing left. But I talked to Sveta about it and she said, you know what? In that moment when people often act like that, that is actually them talking to themselves. They're not even talking to you about you. So that's been really insightful for me in life. And I've told people a lot about it. And then I talked to you guys about it. And you said, Grant, that's a classic um, example of projection. Yeah, projecting their fear-based paradigm. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you understand it and what it means? So I I like the blank card because basically he had nothing to offer to the relationship. Hmm. So, he can't even write you a card. Like, he wasn't putting in. No. So, yeah. he, when he says to you that I don't trust you, who is it that he's not trusting? He actually can't trust himself. Yeah. So, there would have been trust issues there for himself. So, he's not he, – he, he is struggling with trust issues of self as opposed to a trust issue of you. It's you know, interesting because he often would ask me uh, if I was having an affair and things oh, like that. It's bizarre that yeah. you say that and because I, you know, I, yeah, sorry, but I would say no. I said I don't have affairs. I said you know what will happen. I'll say I'm going to see someone else and we're going to break up now because I'm a very honest person. It wouldn't. I couldn't have affairs. So just my constitution. So. Then we'd be over then if I was going to see someone else. And I said, I'm, and this probably made it worse for him, but I said, because I'm like a yogi, I'm non-attachment. So, you know, I'm not going to attach to if you decide you're in love with someone else. And I think his head did sort of blow off around that. I said, if there's someone else who comes along for you and you're more in love with them and this doesn't serve you anymore, that's fine with me. But as a kid, and I didn't mm. really understand it as a young adult, a teenager, young adult, my dad actually shared with me is mm. that the people who accuse their partner of having an affair yeah. are usually the ones having an affair. Really? Now, I didn't understand what that wow. meant from a projection point of view. Okay, yeah, okay. Where if I look at projection for myself or, or I'm to process projection, mm. then what I do is say, okay, 
you're the one making the statement. So what does that mean for you? So is that true for you? And that can be interesting when you first learn that term because that could be used as a weapon. So I'm really careful with use, with projecting like that question back to somebody to question them as to whether they've got a trust issue. Which what is, else did your dad say to you around that? Anything or just it was just sort of a throwaway? It was around when somebody is projecting a statement and they throw a third person in. And I often, there's an example that I've got at, at work where I had a staff member come and tell me that they had an issue with another staff member. Yeah but they didn't want me to go and talk to that other staff or ask them any questions around okay. what they had the issue on. Okay. So I said, so have you got an issue in relation to that? No, 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 I don't have an issue with that. But they were the one making the statement. Mm. So often we hear people talk in the third person. So oh, I'm talking about, so Lisa said, so if I was having a conversation with you, Mel, mm. Lisa thinks you're a bad person. Yep. You're a bitch. But Lisa's not the one making the statement. I'm the one making the statement. And I think that comes back to what my father was saying to me at that point in time, and that is the person projecting that someone else is having an affair is that's the person that's making the statement. It's not it's a it's a mind speak. I see. So what I what my understanding of projection personally is that if somebody or I am projecting something out there, I'm looking for the universe to give me a message back because that's called oh. mirroring or transference mm. and counter transference so it's i believe it's one of the biggest things that we face personally challenging as to that transference and counter transference in that external energy that someone else brings into the relationship mm. gets transferred to you you've got a choice as to whether you transfer that back to them or not okay or do you accept what it with the energy that they're um, putting out there and you make a choice out of that to act out of a fear-based paradigm in the event that it's a, an attacking or a projection or, you know, projecting judgment, something like that. Yeah, well, so, of course. Like, it, in, it, for the time for me, I just laughed and said, there is no way. Because there was other things where uh, he said that you think you're up here and everyone else is down here. Oh, you <laughs> love that mind speak, you think. You think everyone else is up here and everyone else is down there. Where did he think he was up there and everyone else was down there, which is why you were spent from the relationship? Yeah. Sorry, I don't I should It's be. so true, though. That's what it really was. It was his feelings of inadequacy and that you were doing so well and he felt insignificant. But it's interesting that you say that because he thinks he's up there and you're yeah. down here, but he's actually saying, I want to be up here. That's yeah. right. But, I, but his I insecurities yes. were that yeah. he wasn't up there. He was actually down there. But he treated everyone else like they were down there and he was but up that's there. that's what people but do. But he was down there. So <laughs> no. he's projecting down yeah. there, out there. Yeah, because he was insecure. I see. And so he's, so he's looking, looking for, for a, a match from of energy from the universe. Well, he's looking for the universe to tell him that he's worthless mm. and he's not lovable. Because and he's not good enough. Because he wants his energy to be felt. matched. That's yeah. right. It's the mirror. Yeah. He's looking for that mirror. So when he was talking, as Grant said, about 
saying to you, right, that he doesn't trust you and he doesn't love you and all of those things. He was actually talking about himself. He doesn't trust himself, doesn't love himself. Yeah. So the, you remove the word you and you put in I into every statement that he mm. makes wow. and now you're getting an entirely different view on yes. the conversation. A hundred percent. And that's clockwising the conversation as opposed to looking at it from the end And you've talked about that before, haven't you, on the podcast? Yeah, so insight is much more valuable than knowledge. So insight into what is it that they're saying as opposed to knowing what they're saying. Because if you believe what everyone tells you in your life, well, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) How gullible are you? Well, actually, I'm very gullible. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm so gullible. And I'm horrible at bitchiness and everything. So when something happens, you know, where there's some sort of catty scenario when I was at high school, I turn around and go, what? How did that actually happen? Download your personalised lifestyle planning app today from the App Store and go with your Chi Flow. Chi Chart, the personalised lifestyle planning app. I've got to just ask, right, because yeah. I, you know, you use this clockwise and anti-clockwise. Yeah. And I have to say, I never really got it. Mm. What... And I don't think a lot of people really do understand it. So in really simple terms, can you explain when you talk about clockwise thinking and anti-clockwise? So so anti-clockwise thinking for me, and I go there straight away all the time, and that is what I don't want. Mm, So everyone, a lot of people talk about what they don't want as opposed to talking about what they'd like. Yeah. And if you talk about what you'd like, that's clockwise thinking. So what would you like to achieve Mm -hmm. as opposed to what you don't want yes and if you Mm. listen carefully to people talking around you everyone talks about what they don't want yeah and then you're attracting that energy is that right well it's about being clear as to what Mm. you'd like you do Mm. attract that energy you actually can't get away from what Mm. you don't want because you're focusing on it you're focusing on it it. you're You're creating it it. Yeah. yeah That's right. It's something I say to my mum all the time because she's moved here from another place and she always says, oh, I have no friends in this new place. And she's been saying it for a few years. I say, mum, don't say that because you'll create it. So you say, what would you like? Mm. I'd like friends. Okay, how would you go about fostering friendship? Yeah. As opposed to saying, I don't don't have any friends. You don't have any friends because you're focused on not having any friends. Yes. So you don't put yourself out there to get yeah. some friends. Mm. And you don't so what you're doing is you walk people walk away from what it is mm. they don't want backwards. And you can mm. never achieve when you're walking backwards away from something as opposed to turning around and going, I'm gonna walk towards that. Now you've got makes a goal. Sense. Mm-hmm. You got a goal, you say, Okay, how am I gonna achieve that goal? What's my first step? Mm. So take one step at a time. Mm. As opposed to constantly reinforcing that you don't have any friends and you never will. But the reality is she does have friends. Does she? She has yeah. a few friends. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good so at she has. people. Mm-hmm. And that's the ironic. That's the irony in that statement. Mm-hmm. I don't because your subconscious doesn't process the negative. Well, yeah. that's fascinating. With projection in terms of how it shows up for us in our day-to-day life, what sort of things do we need to be mindful of so we're not doing this to other people? <laughs> Maybe because when you, like that day that, you know, that was done to me or whatever, you know, when you show up uh, like that for people, that can really affect them, right? It was a really mm. interesting conversation I actually had with Courtney not that long ago. And I be- my view is that, and has been for quite a while, is that I, the universe would always deliver what was for me. Yeah. What the lessons were for me. Yeah. And I had a real issue with a situation where, I was looking at it and going, well, how is it that I put that out there to 
that projection out there to get that mirrored back to me. And Courtney actually said to me that maybe you are there as a light or the lighthouse for somebody else to actually show them true leadership, which put an entirely different context on the way that I view different things now as well. In that, What I do you mean? It. I don't get it. Well, things that are coming at you doesn't necessarily mean it's because you've, you're looking for that universe to give you that lesson. Oh, okay. So and we've talked about that quite a few times in terms of the student being ready for the lesson. Yeah. And just because your partner didn't have anything to offer that a relationship doesn't mm. mean that you didn't. Yes, yeah. So for me personally, I would I did, I always did, but it's hard uh, if you're not if someone's not matching your energy and if you're always being depleted, there's but, nothing coming back. Yeah, but that's a reflection of them and as a leader oh. there is an opportunity there to show true leadership and hold the space. Mm. And that's where I think part oh, of that interesting. is that whole forgiveness thing. Wow. And that how do you hold the space for somebody to go on their journey? Yeah. And but they, they but there can be a growing of a growing apart because someone yeah. might grow further than or grow into a different stage of their journey. Mm. And if they don't feel connected with somebody else, then we can move on and set them free. That's your set somebody mm. free. Yeah. Lisa. Yeah, and that's it's a- true. Like if you love something, set it free. If, if it comes back, it is yours. And if it doesn't, it never was. But one of the things that I did, what well, you know, in the in the breakdown of my second marriage was that I left that relationship still loving that person mm. as you probably did when yeah. you left, right? Mm. But I – and I was hoping with all my heart when you talk about holding the space that he was actually going to do some personal growth and think, no, I've I lost her once. I've no. lost her once. She actually left. She bought her own house and then we got – married again and then within 15 months you talk about that that's just the weirdest thing you were talking about the card right yeah so 12 months later you know after i'd got married on my 40th no no card no happy anniversary that's crazy um so i went back to a relationship i definitely held that space and you know what i'm just gonna put it out there now if you can't celebrate your partner or you know, on their birthday and Christmas. Or their anniversary. Exactly. If you're not going to make time for that, then you've got to ask yourself whether you want to be in a relationship or that relationship. Well, where is that individual? I know. They can't be in a good place. Mm. But I tried very hard and I I spoke. So when I actually left, I went back every weekend because, as I said, I loved him. Mm. I took nothing. I wanted him to say, oh, don't do it. I'll work through this with you. Wow. I I want. That is amazing. I love you. Right. And I really did. holding space. And I can say that he Mm. taught me so much about unconditional love because I didn't really know what love was until my second marriage. I loved that man unconditionally with mm. all of his. And that taught me something about loving people. Love is when you really do meet that person and you, and you love somebody genuinely, it is unconditional. There are, there are no conditions on your love and you will do anything to try and make it work. However, it takes two people to make a relationship yeah. work. I'm very happy because I'm now with a wonderful man and I love him unconditionally as he loves me and we both work together. You know, mm. very hard to keep our relationship on track. Yeah. But you communicate. We do. What you'd like. Yeah. 
Well, you heard the story not so long ago where there was the three days apart. Mm. But your relationships are a journey, okay? Mm. And and if there's no growth and you ultimately you stop growing together, yeah, right, then it either falls apart or or you you know grow apart. So you've always got to be on that little growth journey together if you want it to work. Mm. I think part of that also is recognizing that people are on their own journey. And holding the space where yeah. you're not, it don't have to have someone grow in order to have a good relationship with them. Yeah, right. So, mm. and but you there's know, a difference between your personal growth journey and growing together in the relationship, because you don't have to grow individually, but, but you do need to grow together because there's that acceptance involved in that. So and there's, there's an element of that with your partner. But I'm actually talking about maybe the parental relationship. That oh, you're no, I'm in. talking partner. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, that was one of the biggest lessons for me to actually recognise that, to learn how to hold the space, mm. which actually makes me stronger as an individual yeah. or as a partner to hold the space for him, as opposed to, you know, and then you go, okay, well, what's that unconditional love or what does that mean is that you would truly accept someone for who they are. Mm, mm. But in order to accept someone for who they are, you've actually got to truly accept yourself. Totally. And that is, mm-hmm. without doubt, the key <laughs> to being yeah. able to love anybody. You really do have to accept and love yourself. Otherwise, you'll get yourself. constantly have those yeah. battles internally mm. when you're in your relationship. And that's, and that's what I mean by the projection. So, you know, Saturday week ago, you know, I had that, that day that was the an destruction absolute catastrophe. Day. Yeah. And part of that was the fact that, you know, I didn't accept myself unconditionally. Okay. I didn't love myself yeah. unconditionally. I was attached to the fact that I can be bad mm. as opposed to just going, okay, I am bad and I'm going to move forward and yeah. can I change that? No, it's in the past. It's gone. Yeah. As a, mm. and, and then move forward on the basis that- Can you let that scar of the blocked energy go? It's you know hard. what I mean? Because you were talking about that you have a propensity to hold on, and I think I'm the same in Bringing that. You know, to the elemental yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, Earth does struggle to let go. I mm. couldn't on the day, mm. and that's the that was the that's the and that's, that affects that everyone else, doesn't it? Mine, yeah, and it it, it it just permeates through mm. your whole everything you do on that day because it's just energy. Yeah, yeah, fun and games. Mm. You know, this is sounding, I'm really loving it, and it's almost like a bloody therapy session, guys. <laughs> well, don't go out there and project, or maybe I shouldn't say that. No, you do, don't, do go out there and project and be aware that you're doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a positive way. Project love, happiness, gratitude, Well, part of kindness. that's going, okay, yeah, I'm going to project good vibes mm-hmm. and yeah. do the good vibration thing and get up and, well, for me, it's actually now and um, that was after we had Damien on and uh, trying to breathe and count to 10 before I get up in the morning. Oh, I got everybody to, loves yeah. that one. Mm. I, I got to three, three or four times this morning mm. and then got up. <laughs> it's interesting because just on that, I've noticed recently, you know, and that we talk about in yoga, but that real reacting in a state of emotion and then that's when things can get out of whack, right? So if you do hold that space to breathe and have your emotion and then come back to your center and react to the universe that way, it's going to be more healthy for everyone. It's definitely more healthy. And then that's clockwise Just, because yes. you're in control as opposed to being out of control as to all the things that you don't want or that, you, that you're going to be reactive as opposed mm. to be proactive, in other words, be in control of the choice that you make. 
So do you have a process to go through to give yourself the space? We talk about giving others the space, give yourself the space to be centered Mm. and then go, how is it that I truly want to show up? And then I'm going to forgive myself when I don't show up that way. And it might sound complicated, but it's really not. So when you're in that heightened state of emotion, whether it be anger, whether it be fear, whether it be ecstasy, you know what I mean? Like like saying, yes, I'll marry you uh, at this heightened state of ecstasy, maybe not the best. Maybe best to come back to the centre and make your decisions from there. And we go back to that mind, that first mind, you got mm. Yeah. What you got telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's very good. It's true. Chi Chat by Chi Chat. Rate and review us wherever you listen. And listen to some of our other podcasts. What have we had so far that's Dano's doing really great. well? If you want to actually focus yep. on the breath and being really positive. Yeah, we've had some really good feedback, DMs and stuff from Damien Cooper's episode. So you can put that into the search bar. We've talked about manifestation and how to manifest uh, what you want into your life with uh, Sean Wood, who's a really cool international parkour athlete. I listened athlete. to that the other day and that's sensational. Yeah, he's a really good connect. And then we had Courtney, who's the undercover intuitive. Yeah. And she was really interesting. And also we, of course, had Amanda Fisher, who's um, that was a tantric white witch. And we might actually we get, get Amanda in again. Because I want to hear about that white witch because mm. I'd learn, like to learn how to be a white wizard. Mm. I want to be yeah. Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> we encourage all energies here at Chi Chat by Chi Chat. See you soon. Like us? Give us a five-star energy rating wherever you listen. Chi Chat by Chi Chat.